Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Twitter, it's at KD Bomb. Let me know what you think. Call. And we're talking a lot about the Penguins. 14 of the next 15 against Metropolitan teams starting today against Washington. A lot of people on Twitter are not happy that Matt Murray gets to start, but Mike Sullivan has shown his hand a little bit this week by going with Murray in back-to-back games. And uh, he will continue to do so today, looking to get points. The Penguins trail both the Flyers and the Capitals by three. But a lot of head-to-head games left. The Flyers, eight straight wins as they surge to the top spot, taking advantage of uh, the stumbles of both the Penguins and the Washington Capitals. 412-928-9370 is the number. We're also talking about football and what is it about Tom Brady and Antonio Brown as a combination and why so many teams seem to be willing to maybe even look at that. I don't get it. What about you? Christian Yelich gets $215 million. And to put the payroll perspective into even more perspective, the New York Yankees compensation by year. All right. Now, never Pirates are never going to sniff that because, again, there's no cap, there's no floor. However, an interesting side note is that the Yankees have more money invested in their 2028 team already than the Pirates do this year for 2020. Let's go to the lines. we got Charles in Chicago who joins us right now. Hello, Chuck. Hey, how's it going, Bob? Happy Saturday to you, first and foremost. You Pleasure too. Calling in again. Thank Appreciate you. It. Hey, uh, real quickly, just kind of changes up here a little bit. Uh, I want to ask you first of all your impressions so far of the XFL, with it being like four going to their fifth games uh, so far this year. Is there anything that stood out to you uh, watching any of these teams or highlights that you feel like uh, the NFL could take notes on? Any uh, lasting impressions so far no, with it going on? The only lasting impression, one? Charles, I have is that I like how they make a replay transparent. That's it. I don't. I mean, I'm sure they scout these teams. They may bring a few of them in, just like the AAF did. There were people on the Steelers roster, like Cam Kelly, who was an AAF guy. There are guys out there who probably deserve a chance in the NFL and maybe open some eyes. But I like the only thing I like is they made it very easy to understand what officials are thinking, replay calls, you hear everything. Uh, instead of kind of shutting it down and you're you're left to guess like the NFL does sometimes. Okay, and then uh, here's my uh, last uh, point I want to just make real quick in regards to the CBA right now. And I was reading this on ESPN. This was like uh, published on Tuesday earlier in the week. And one of the things about the CBA they're covering, this is an article on ESPN mm-hmm. about players, if they get guaranteed contracts, and I think what they were saying in order for players to probably get guaranteed contracts, they said because the CBA isn't currently in place to secure them, if they want guaranteed contracts, it's because 
like leagues like the NBA and Major League Baseball were able to make guaranteed contracts to stay in their sports because they insist on them individually in contract negotiations. Because the thing is, where I get phone off is, is just that that high percentage that they vote on, they go high up to 48.5%, which is about $5 billion, which should be a little bit more money to like uh, have wiggle room with. How do you feel that affects the uh, guaranteed contracts? That's a big topic for the last uh, two, three years now. And I don't think... I say, Bob, I great weekend. All right, thanks, Charles. Appreciate it. I, I don't think there's any chance of the NFL owners giving away that. That, that is something they have... Uh, refused to give out in the past, and for it to ever even potentially get into the NFL game, it would take a massive lockdown, strike, whatever, uh, lockout, uh, and I don't think players are ready to go through that. I think there's enough money for everybody to go around here. I don't feel bad for anyone in the pro levels. They're all making a lot of money, much more so um, you know, than most average Americans make. You know, Players want guarantee because they see other leagues giving guaranteed contracts. And while I understand why you'd want it, because you put your body on the you know line every single day you go out there, the league also has a right to make money. The owners are the ones who invest in this, uh, so they want to protect that. I don't think that will ever get done. Uh, I'm a little bit surprised that the executive council put out a vote already to these guys because I think most of the people who are in the, quote, rank and file are going to vote for it. Uh, the ones who make them top money don't want that to happen because they think there's more to be gained. And I believe Marquis Ponce is true in his conviction that he wants to look out for other guys, but he doesn't have the same worries that those other guys have. The guys who aren't number one picks, the guys who don't have the big-time contracts, they have to worry about what they're trying to get. Uh, and I think that's where the division will happen in the NFLPA, which is why those players were outspoken about not allowing it to get to a vote of the rank and file, because right now all it takes is a majority. If they vote yes by 51 to 49%, then it's a new thing. So I think it's pretty much certain that that thing will pass and you'll see a 17th game. 412-928-9370, we got Chuck in Blairsville. Hello, Chuck, how are you? How you doing? Afternoon there to you. You too. I just have one comment to make. Uh, I went to a couple of Pirate games last September, um, and I'm looking around the stadium inside there, and I'm noticing more than half of the vendor stations and restaurants are closed. And that's probably not from businesses, but doesn't Bob Nunning realize that closing businesses in the own stadium takes away business opportunities and employment for people out there? It's not much, but it's something. Yeah, but I guess what, if you're not going to have the people in this end, he's not going to pay for people to stand around and not do anything. So that's that's yeah. how that's how he, that's just, I'm sure, views it. Yeah, that's just an effect of what he's doing out there, and I'm surprised the restrooms are open. <laughs> well, I think they're obligated to be open, right? I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. I can't. Right, listen, the bottom line is the best way to attract people is to win. If you're not in the yeah. business to win, then, you know, and I think this group, this new group, really wants to win. I do. But I also think they know that there are going to be certain ramifications that are not going to be able to change. And until we yeah. see proof of change, you're dealing with the same thing you're dealing with, which is a payroll that will be far less than the average in baseball, a payroll that will make it almost impossible for them to compete unless they get lucky. And that's the reality of the situation. Yeah, that is the that, reality. And, and I understand, too. I'll get people call and say, well, there's no guarantee that just Garrett Cole gets $320 million is going to make it. I understand that. But what it tells you is that they're trying to do whatever they can to win. And winning is the top priority. So your chances are much better if you have Garrett Cole on your team than not. Uh, Dodgers every year. They've won seven straight divisions. Why? Because they pay more. Right? They develop people, yes, but they pay more. 
Uh, and there's no coincidence that you, you may not win a championship, but your chances of winning a division are amazingly enhanced by spending more money and have a bigger payroll. Agreed. So, okay, thank you, Bob. All right, thank you. Appreciate that call, Chuck. Let's go out to Bill in Charleroi, who joins us here on the Bob Pompiani Show. What's up, Bill? Hi, Bob. How you doing? Good, thanks. How are you? Uh, oh, good, good. I just wanted to ask you a couple things. Uh, first of all, isn't the fan, and I believe it's AT&T, aren't you good broadcast partners with the Pirates? Absolutely, yes. Don't you have any say in, like, for I always hear that uh, mainly TV controls sports, Okay. Apparently not here, right? In other words, how much say? Well, what, what do you have? when you say control? What does that mean? It controls. Well, like for instance, the way they the way that uh, they uh, you don't have a like say. You don't have a say in their management uh, decisions. All you're doing is yeah. you're making a deal so that you could broadcast the game, so that you can go out there and sell uh, advertising to make up for that and more. In other words, when they when they move the t- like say from a, a two, one o'clock game to a night game, okay, TV has the right to do that. But th- isn't that all connected with the revenue that uh, that that that, the, uh, that they're being paid? Well, if TV wants to move it, like you'll see a lot in NFL, it's because they right. want to get more money and ever and, and absolutely that's and so there are prime time areas which command more money versus noon starts, for example, like you see a well, lot in the, basketball. Uh, but as far as locally, uh, the broad, quote-unquote broadcast partners don't have a whole lot of say in how the Pirates are run. Absolutely not, no. No decision-making okay. there. And, and that's true of any team. They're not going to give that away to any broadcast entity. All you're doing okay. is you're buying the rights to put the, put the stuff on your air so that you can sell it, and it's, it's big-time programming. And it would be helpful if the team would win more because then you get bigger ratings and bigger numbers. It would help them. It would help the broadcast entities as well. The, the, and I want to say one other thing, and people are going to get tired of me saying this. Uh, I lived in New York most of my life. And a couple of years ago, I called Joe Beningo on the fan, mm-hmm. and uh, he was complaining about the New York teams, okay? And uh, I said, well, I solved that problem. I moved to Pittsburgh, and he, they are so jealous of the And then I started quoting how many conference title games have been held in Pittsburgh. There's been none. In the, when they had the one in New York, it was still the AFL, okay? There's been there's never been an AFC championship game in New York, okay? And so I told him how fortunate we are out here, and I think the, I think the people are spoiled. Oh, I don't think there's any question. I mean, overall, and thanks for the call, Bill. Anytime you get an opportunity to watch some of the things that you've watched here in this market, that's um, you take it for granted and you expect more. That's the natural reaction. But you need to, you know, like with the Penguins teams, I'll just say that too. With all the overabundance of talent we've seen here over the years, um, and that continues. You shouldn't take it for granted. I know people want to win, and the expectation goes up, and there's anger when they don't, but it's still it's a wonderful – I look at sports as, as a way to divert your attention from other things oh. you don't want to deal with, and it's the best thing you can do. It's, it's a, it, that's why I love working in it, because it's a great diversion generally. And, it, and this, this area for a 78-year-old sports fan is a great area to be spending, you know, the later years of my life, because it, it's such so sports oriented. I mean, you know, much more so than you know the, than other areas I've lived in. You know. All right, man. I appreciate your call. Thank you, Bill. Okay. Uh, anytime. Call us at four one two nine two eight ninety three seventy. You can also uh, tweet at KD Pomp. Want to remind you, coming up tomorrow, we have the number one Cochrane Sports Showdown on KDKA every single Sunday night, eleven thirty five. Talking about the hot topics, uh, and the Penguins will certainly be a big one tomorrow night. So join us for that after the late news on KDKA-TV, which is also the home now of CBSN. Uh, that is something. It's a streaming device where you can watch every single thing we do on there on the website at kdk.com. In the meantime, 
I want to thank my sponsors for this program today, Allegheny Health Network, Health for All, PNC Bank, make today the day. Shenderovich, Shenderovich and Fishman, number one Cochrane, and IrelandContracting.com. We have more calls on the way. You can call right now, get in. You can also tweet at KD Pump, and we'd love to get the discussion going there with not just uh, Pirates, but specifically Penguins in this weekend. And what about matchups? I'm curious to get your take, because the Penguins could, if, if things don't go well in these head-to-head games with the Metropolitan, what you'll be looking at is maybe Penguins Capitals in the first round which would make it real difficult. This is why these games are important to me. You want to win a division, you want to have the best path available. And and I think by winning the division, having a Game 7 at home in all these series makes a big difference. It may not mean you're going to win it, but it certainly gives you the advantage going in. Well, it seems like every week there is a rumor about broadcasters, and I brought this up last week on the show, about whether or not you watch football games because of the announce crew. Uh, Most people said no, but a lot of people said yes. CBS has decided to give Tony Romo a 10-year, $180 million contract because they believe he's worth more viewership. How do you feel about that? And I bring this up because now this week the hot story was Peyton Manning joining Al Michaels potentially in the ESPN broadcast booth on Monday nights. For this to happen, ESPN would have to make a trade with NBC to acquire Al Michaels, who's 75 and still doing a great job in his job. Peyton Manning is the guy they want to pair him with, and they're ready to give him $20 million a year, a $200 million contract. So, again, I asked the question, just for fodder, do you listen and watch games because of the announcers? Back in the day, Howard Cosell certainly made a difference, and Mark DiStefano tweets me about that. Thank you, Mark, for that. Uh, all I know is ESPN wants to upgrade, and they're going to. And, and the reasons go beyond watching games and whether or not you're going to watch more because of those guys in the booth. The reasons go because the NFL and its broadcast partners are coming to an end of a contract, which means they're bidding for a right to get a new deal with these different television networks. The television networks want to stoke up on big talent so that that's a big thing in their check box list. In other words, CBS will say, hey, we have Nance and Romo. That's a power combination, and it's going to be part of their um, – bid to try to continue with the NFL, and I certainly hope they do because we enjoy the relationship here locally at KDKA and CBS. But I think that's what NBA, uh, that's what ESPN is trying to do. NBC has someone ready and waiting, and that would be Mike Tarinko, who they signed, and they would like him to start doing more games. They, they certainly package it up with Football Night in America and do a very good job. But I'm just curious about your take on that and whether or not it would influence you watching Monday night games or does the game sell itself? 412-928-9370. Let's go to Rich and Plum, who joins us right now on the Bob Pompiani Show. Hey, Rich. Hey, Bob. How are you? What's going on today? I just want to say you do a fabulous job. I love your show. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. I always have fun talking to people, and I appreciate your input here. Yeah. um, Question for you about the Steelers. What are, do you have any idea what they're going to plan on doing, like the second or third round? Are they going to go, like, receiver? Well, they don't have a third. They have only a second. They may get a compensatory third, which would be, like, the first round, of, the first pick of the fourth round, essentially. But, you know, I don't know. I think wide receiver, if you're looking, Rich, at the positions that are most uh, available in terms of depth, wide receiver is a good one. They, they could pick up a good wide receiver with the 49th pick overall. I don't know about tight ends. I think tight ends, are there are a few of them, but there are not a whole bunch of them. They still need help in a lot of other direct uh, you know, decisions moving forward here, but I think offensive line should not be ignored either because those guys are getting up there in age, and I think in time uh, you can see them you know, changing people and personnel there. So, But I think wide receiver is probably a position they go. 
Good. Uh, the only reason why I'm saying is because my nephew, uh, he's a defensive coordinator at Minnesota, and I've been watching him for like the last three years, every game. And that Tyler Johnson they have, the kid is just an unbelievable receiver. And they're saying that he's not projected to go to like, I don't know, second or third round. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know if they had any interest or they even. Well, I, I don't know what they're interested in. They, they keep that pretty tight to the vest, but I do know they would like to bring in another receiver. I also think, you know, if they plan not to engage Bud Dupree in long-term talks, but just a franchise one year because they want to keep this defense together, then I think it's important that they get an outside linebacking rushing guy capable of moving in there next year once they let him go after a franchise tag, if that's the way they go. So there are a lot of things okay. in play here. We'll see. But thank you, Rich. I appreciate the call. Let's go out to Greg in Youngstown, who's never afraid to bring it. What's up, Greg? How are you? Hey, good, good. Hey, one day I'm going to do my Bob Pockani impersonation for you. So Uh-oh. maybe next time. It's pretty good, believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> hey, on the uh, on the announcers, I just turn them off. I never even listen to them. I can't take them, so I don't care who's doing the game. I just turn the volume off to begin with and just watch the game. They don't bring anything to the game anyway. Well, so, why, why do networks think differently, though? I don't know, because who knows? I mean, I think Romo's okay. I'll take you know, listen to Romo, but anyone else, man, the volume goes right off. I won't even listen to these guys. Well, that's interesting. I think that deprives you of a little of the experience of watching a game, though. If it's completely no audio while you're watching, don't you get a little antsy there, Greg? I would I'd want to hear some ambient noise. Nah, because, I, you know, I've, I've watched enough football. I know what's going on. I really don't need these guys chattering in the background about something stupid. So, I mean, unless, unless it's something like, if it's like a instant replay, I'll listen to it. You know what I mean? I'll turn the volume back on. But usually I just keep it off. All right. Anything else? Yeah, about the Pirates. I called in this week to uh, uh, Starkey and Cook. And, you know, anytime you bring up, like, the Pirates have to bring in, you know, maybe sign a free agent, these guys go crazy. And you were on the show that day, and I'm just like, hey, guys, listen, you can have all the great rookies you want in the minor league, but eventually you have to bring in a couple veterans to kind of get these guys over the hump. And I don't think these guys understand the whole concept. I think they, they, they think you can bring in 25 or 26 rookies and you'll win. It just does not happen. Well, here's another reason why. Thanks, Greg, for the call, and that's why I like spending. Uh, and I do it to try to enhance what I have. And also when I don't have enough, and this year they don't have enough, that's why I would spend. But baseball perspectives, a while ago I saw an article where they looked at all in the last, I think it was, a, a, they looked at every person drafted in major leagues by every team from 2011 to 2014. And during that span, only 4% of them ever became really, really, you know, dynamic players at a, at a major league level. So, you can still have all sorts of talent in your organization. And it looks good as it's coming up and it's developing. And you think they may be okay. And, and you're going to be disappointed in, more, in most cases. You're not going to have – that's why you need to have a lot of talent. And I get what Ben Charrington and Travis Williams and everybody want to do. They want to bring in as much talent. I get it because your chances of getting one or two players who may make a difference has increased. But still, even the best of situations require going out and adding two. And, again, I don't have a problem with it. I like spending their money. It's not my money. I don't care. He should be willing to spend it more, too. 412-928-937. Let's go up top of the uh, chart here. we got Doug in South Hills. What's up, Doug? How are you? Doug, are you on? Go Bob. ahead. Yeah, man. What's up? Bob. Go ahead, Doug. It's Chip. Oh, okay. Chip. Chip in South Hills. Hey, Bob, uh, as far as uh, announcers are concerned, um, 
I'm old enough to remember when Higher Coast Cell came on in 1970 with um, Danny Dawn and all that. It was a real show. I don't know. You're I'm probably old enough to remember that, don't you? Oh, I do remember it, and I think it was it was good to to have a uh, you know the, the announced people can be really good assets to a broadcast. I think they can enhance the broadcast if it's done well, especially if you have characters, and those characters are not yeah, afraid to get involved in discussions internally. Uh, I think that's always a good thing. That's why those, yeah, those shows I, I, nationally now work with the hot takes. I think hot takes are important, uh, especially if you have differing hot takes in the booth. Yeah, I, I always liked uh, Merlin Olson and uh, Kirk Gowdy, but it's just everyone complained how uh, they always favored Oakland. Um, now, baseball, I want to switch, switch subjects to you. Um, I'm really upset. I read the ESPN, the payroll for the Pirates is the lowest in Major League Baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the money they saved for Marte, which was what, $15 million? What did they get for that? Uh, it was they in that range, out, they? 13 They got two 19-year-old kids. Yeah, now, I understand. I've been following Pirates since 1960, but I'm disappointed. I expected them to get a pitcher. And if they were to go to starting pitcher, I'd be happy. I think their but, first idea was to get someone who can come in this year, and that when that didn't happen, see, if that didn't happen, then I would have kept Marte, and I would have tried to build around him and yeah, Polanco and Reynolds for this yeah. year. I'm not looking beyond this I year. I agree with you. I know they have to, but I don't. I want to see what, what they can do to try to be competitive this year. After all, they are having a year. After all, they're bringing in people to watch. After all, they're going out and selling it. So what? Yeah. to me, you're still under uh, the responsibility of going out and fielding a good team. You're right. And you know what? It's, it's that mindset that, you know, that they don't want to spend the money. Now, look at this four outfielder. Uh, they're going to go with four outfielders? Come on. Well, no, uh, not at the same time. <laughs> Although well, you can argue they. No, they're going to play. They're going to put. No, it's in the paper. They're going to take an info and put it down. Uh, that's that. You know, the, Derek Shelton gets that from Joe Madden. Joe Madden, he was on the staff down yeah, there. I know. I know. And he gets that. a lot of that stuff, and that's fine. I don't have a problem with that necessarily, if it if it works. But uh, I have more of a problem that Gerard Dyson will be my starting center fielder. Let's go to Arnie. Or Artie, is it? Artie in Greensburg. Hello, Artie. How are you? Uh, it's Artie, uh, Bob. Like R as in R. Robert, period, T as in Tom, right? As in, as in A-R-C-H-I-E. Archie. Okay, I'm sorry. Go yeah, ahead, Archie. That's okay. Hey, um, I wanted to uh, touch on this thing about broadcasters. Um, I, I've never been a real big basketball fan uh, a lot of that deals with I was never really good at the game. And uh, <clears throat> the only team that I can remember Pittsburgh ever having was the Condors, and that was uh, that was not enjoyable by any stretch. Okay, Archie, uh, Archie, what's your point? I have to move along, so may, tell me what okay. you... Okay. Um, I started listening to the Pitt games because of Hillgrove and Groat. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, 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 it, it was just too bad that I came in during the, uh, Kevin Stallings run there. But I think right now, uh, Pitt has the nucleus of a, uh, of a really good team. And I think that Jeff Capel is the man who will bring it about. Thank you, Archie. Appreciate that. And yes, Hillgrove and Cope for many years, uh, outstanding combination, uh, 
we'll see. They're going to have some transfers from what we understand, and uh, some people are not happy on that team for whatever reason. Uh, but, you know, it's a disappointing finish to the season. I, you know, they beat North Carolina twice. They beat Florida State. If you look at those three things, you would have thought it would translate into bigger wins against smaller teams in that uh, conference, and yet they've lost seven in a row, so it's fallen apart. Big D is up next in the South Hills. What's up, Big D? Hey, how you doing, Bob? What's Thanks going? for taking my call, sure. buddy. Mm-hmm. Just wanted to, first of all, congratulate you on your professional awards you've been been receiving and on uh, you your new grandkids that you had a while back. I appreciate really that. Thank you. Happy for you. Thank you. Two points I want to make real quick. Uh, you mentioned about the announcers. Back in the day when we're talking about uh, – Howard Cosell and those guys. Uh, actually, if you remember, it was the Monday night football game that got people tuning in because it was just a new thing then. And I think what's going on now is we're going into a different era of announcers. With Romo being as good as he has turned out to be, I think ESPN wanted to go after uh, Manning because he has that in-depth knowledge from the quarterback position that can make the game exciting for the listener by telling people just what might be coming play after play. I, I think you're exactly right, Big D. I think they saw in Romo something they see in Manning, and I like. And they're trying exactly. to get that. That's a, new, that's a new way of looking at a game and enjoying a game. So I'm looking forward to that to grow. The other thing is, you were talking about the Pirates earlier. Their ownership. I've been arguing this point for over 10 years in establishments around Pittsburgh, and here's what I'll say about that. The Pirates aren't going to spend the right money that people want them to spend. They're not going to win the way people here want them to win, as long as they have the ownership that they have. The difference between the ownership of the Pirates and guys like we used to vilify 10, 20 years ago when George Steinbrenner by saying, oh, he's buying his championships, that's what an owner's supposed to do, spend the money to buy a championship, to put a product on the field that's good enough to win. Just like you had mentioned earlier about the Dodgers, spending money, seven divisions, spending the money. The yeah, I, I mean, that's, that's what it means. It doesn't guarantee a championship. Thanks, Big D, but it, yeah. but it does guarantee that you're going to have a chance to win a division and then get to that tournament. Uh, and, and and that's not to minimize the importance of drafting and developing. And I think with the Pirates, it's even bigger because they, their their spending habits are, are basically non-existent um, unless it's on people they can control through arbitration years. But that's just part of doing business. They have no choice but to do that. But if you're not going to spend to bring in additional help, then it's absolutely mandatory that you hit on your draft picks. And if you don't do that, you're in trouble, which is why a new regime gets some time to do that. But it won't matter unless they add to it. And for them to decide when to add to it based on how the competitive nature of their team is could be a while, which is why I say spend now. Try to help limit that vac- that, that, that time, you know, instead of just trying to just pocket money. And I think that's pretty much what happens. 412-928-9370. Hey, be sure to join us tomorrow night for the number one Cochrane Sports Showdown. And you can join us every night on Pittsburgh CW. It's the Ireland Contracting Nightly Sports Call. Powered by FanDuel Sportsbook. That's a 10:35 CW. We have a brand new set, uh, and we certainly like to uh, exchange thoughts with you. That's every night of the week on Pittsburgh's hot topics. 412-928-9370 is the number here at the radio station, and we're talking a lot about everything, uh, including hockey. The Penguins, of course, start today three behind the Capitals, and they'll start Matt Murray in goal. We have a Matt on the line right now. It's Matthew in Pittsburgh. Hello, Matt. Hey, Bob. It's Matthew. How you doing? Good. What's going on? 
Long-time listener, big fan. Three points to Appreciate make for you because I know you're running out of time. Tony Romo, $17 million, Big difference. $18 million. Joe Buck is on. $18 million. That's still great. Why don't you like far. Joe Buck? Were you going to say you don't like him? Uh, well, he, he's baseball. But when he does football, he doesn't really talk football. Tony Romo predicts the calls, talks about the game. My oh. girlfriend is blind. It makes a big difference when you're describing the game. And Tony Roman does a great job with it. So does Chris Collins. Yeah, but jo- but Joe, I, I like Collins. But by the way, Joe Buck's a play-by-play guy. He doesn't have to do that. That's not part of his job requirement. Right, I know. He, he's more here and there. But uh, we like Tony Romo. It does make a difference. We change the channel when that game is on. We do have choices. And it makes a difference for us. Uh, uh, so we're, we're glad for him. So like would you see, like uh, Peyton Manning? Manning? Yes, I would love Peyton Manning. That would be great. For the same reasons? I think he's got a uh, quarterback perspective. Great humor, and he's going to talk about the game and the players and from the inside perspective. You know, not everybody does that, but uh, we'd like to see what he does. Uh, we don't know that he'll be great, but he sounds like he would be. We like what he does. I've heard his commentary before, but, uh, you know, there's a difference in him. And then, uh, by the way, I thought your Barry Bonds and Ricky Henderson was great picks for year four. Uh, I'll just throw that out there. I, was listening last week. I took a lot of abuse from those guys on Henderson, but if you look at the uh... – the overall body of work that he's put out there, he's one of the top outfielders of all time. And Absolutely. just because Silver he didn't hit a zillion home runs, although he was the best <laughs> in the leadoff position, you know, if we're going to go by just bopping ball around, fine, I'll change my lineup. I was looking at the best outfit I could assemble. So, Hey, I voted for you. I thought it was a good choice. I hope Joe and, Starkey uh, doesn't have another one of those coming up on Monday because he tends to throw those out at the last minute, some kind of topic that requires a draft. And so yeah, we'll find out. Any time or research, you know what you're doing. But it was fun. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. like that. We love the show. We listen every day. Last point for you, because I know you got to run. Prediction for the Caps and Pens today? Ah, uh, the Capitals have not played all that well, but neither of the Penguins, although they've won two in a row. This is going to be a, you know, it comes down to me to power plays. And, and I think whatever team does the best on special teams, I think today the Penguins will do that. I predict the Penguins would win today. Uh, and lose tomorrow because I think the Hurricanes are really desperate. And I think desperate hockey teams tend to put up better performances. They're really desperate, and they need to start kicking it in. Um, but that's the way I look at it. So I think it's going to be a split weekend here in Pittsburgh. That sounds good. We're looking Penns today, 4-3. It's like a Stanley Cup playoff caliber game, so you know it's going to be good. Thanks, Bob, as always. All right, man. Thank you. Appreciate it, Matt. 412. <laughs> Nine two eight ninety three seventy. I just got a feeling the Hurricanes are going to make some sort of statement here before they go away. People have already written them off, um, but but they're they're a good young team. And at the beginning of the season, they were really doing well. They have some goaltending injuries that have, that have sort of hampered them. Um, but overall, I mean, they're still in position. So are the Islanders, who have plummeted around. And today, the Carolina Hurricanes will be at the Islanders. Just in case you're wondering, that's also a one o'clock game. So. Uh, those are all big games. If you take a look at the standings as they are right now, the Capitals and Flyers, 87 points. The Penguins with 84, but with a game in hand. The two wildcard teams at this point both come from the Metro. Columbus at 79 points, although they've played more games than anyone. And the Islanders at 78. The Rangers and Hurricanes are right behind. Now, the Rangers are an interesting case study because there were a lot of people who believed that Chris Kreider would be traded because the Rangers at the time were not uh, in the picture. But they have really put together a nice little run here, um, led by Mika Zabinijad, who had five goals against the Capitals the other night. And he now has 38, I believe, on the year. Uh, and they kept Chris Kreider. If they kept Chris Kreider and they get into the playoffs, that'll be the best non-trade that we've seen in a while. So um, the Rangers are coming on strong. It's going to be interesting with all these head-to-head matchups coming up here. And I've got to believe that at some point, 
one of these teams is going to just get out to a four or five point lead. And maybe it's the Penguins by winning these games head to head. Um, but we'll see. It still comes down to um, execution on the special teams. And the Penguins can be better at that than they've been lately, and I think they will. Braden Holtby is a guy the Capitals need to get going. He has not been at his best this year. They put in Samsonov, a rookie. Uh, Ilya Samsonov's a good talent, but he's not ready for this from what I've seen. Uh, and beyond that, the Flyers are getting a lot of performance out of Carter Hart, who's a young goaltender who they expect him to be that kind of guy. Uh, similar to Matt Murray. Comes out of nowhere, basically, although he was a high pick and somebody they expected to do this. But he's young. He's 21 or 22 years old, and yet he's put up good numbers, and he's been healthy. So... Uh, it's going to be fascinating, and I love this time of the year because you get this moving down the stretch and into April, and then it's a long, drawn-off two months as well. What's our off time here, by the way? Got it. Nate. What is it? 57. Okay. Sorry about that. I'm <laughs> I'm trying to keep track of everything, and I can't. Um, well, what I will tell you is this, because well, I'll be on the air Monday, but since I won't see you again or talk to you until Thursday or Friday, Saturday, I'm sorry, I have uh, my thoughts about Bud Dupree. I think they will tag him, but they won't sign him long-term. I think they'll do that because this is a situation where they have a good enough defense and they want to take a one more opportunity with Roethlisberger back. And I think they'll try to engage Bud, but he won't agree to the terms, so it'll be a one-year tag, and then it'll probably be the end of that, which makes me think that somewhere in there, and it won't be in the second pick that they have, which is first for them at 49, but they'll be looking at an inside or an outside linebacker who can put some pressure on the quarterback. There are a lot of different ways to go here, folks, and it will depend on who's available when they pick. But at 49, you don't have many options. I don't see them trading up because they have, they've given out too much in trade anyway recently, so I think you're going to see them stay where they are, let the draft fall to them, and see what they do with it. But I think, you know, Roethlisberger is a, is a wild card, but if he can be efficient and healthy the entire way through, I see that offense good enough to score over 20, which makes that defense even more uh, important and better. And I think you know, they can be certainly a division contender. And then beyond that, we'll see. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 